Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Life with Me and Mrs. Jones. It's going down. It's your boy CJ, and I got my co-host with me. Mrs. Jones. And y'all know how we do. We bring us some more flame and fire to your ear. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So today's topic is autonomy and balance within a relationship. All right? So we want to dive into that because there's a lot of things I see on social media when it comes to relationships, people having the freedom to be who they are, having the freedom to do what it is they want to do in the relationship without crossing that balance, right? So we want to tap into that. Let's go ahead and talk about it. What you got? Okay, so... We're talking about autonomy, right? Autonomy and balance in a relationship. So, of course, I'm always coming with, you know, some sort of background to what we're talking about. So, when you're thinking about a relationship, what do you feel like are the five essential things to a healthy, balanced relationship? I'm most definitely going to say communication. I'm going to say intimacy. I'm going to say finances. I'm going to say, um, you know, peace. And I would say love, commitment, loyalty, you know, something like that. Okay. Um, so based on just, you know, a quick Google search, the most, the five essential things that most people look for in a healthy relationship, communication, one, respect, boundaries, trust, and support. Oh, I missed it. Hey, but it's all good. Yeah. I mean, there was a few in there. Those are all good things. Um, so in encompassing those five things, communication, respect, boundaries, trust, support, how do you also maintain a sense of autonomy, like a sense of self in your relationship? Because a lot of times when we're working on those things and we're trying to build our relationship or we're trying to, you know, maintain a a healthy relationship with our partner sometimes we lose our sense of autonomy we lose our sense of self who we are in that relationship would you say that's true or no i would say it's true i I guess it depends on the person too right because there are people who don't want that autonomy they 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 want to be you know enmeshed and all up on one another and in each other's face all the time they don't want that sense of freedom where they can come and go as they please if you know, if I'm with, like, for example, if I'm working all day, I come home, you know, I see my wife and whatnot. We spend some time together. And then other days I'm like, I'm going to hang out with the fellas. Some people don't want that. Mm-hmm. They want to be enmeshed. They want to be all up in each other's face. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like give yourself some autonomy, like go and kick it, go out and have some fun. Do what it is you want to do. Because at the end of the day, you're still an individual that has needs and you cannot neglect your social life. Because you want to be just enmeshed with this person that you're with all the time. That's just my opinion. Okay, so to me, what you're saying is that there has to be boundaries within the relationship, which is a part of that list, the top five to encompass and healthy, a healthy relationship. You have to have boundaries. So where do, like, okay, so at the beginning of our relationship, let's just take us, for example, this is life with me and Mrs. Jones, right? I didn't become Mrs. Jones just from not, we didn't spend time with each other. Like, I think that there is a sense or a certain level of enmeshment that takes place maybe in the beginning stages of your relationship where you are learning each other and you're learning, uh, you know, each other's 
quirks and the things that they like and the things that they don't like and, um, you know, all of that to help set the foundation for your relationship. So I think that, you know, at the beginning of our relationship, of course, we started super young. Um, but I think that even now in, you know, the way that these, over the way the relationships are now are even di more different than when it was when we got together 20 years ago. But we were very, we were enmeshed to a certain extent, right? Like, Nah, I don't think we was ever meshed. I don't know what she talking about, but this is what I was you saying. You don't think that we were a mesh? Nah, not at all. I mean, okay, a mesh maybe might be the wrong word because when you're a mesh, that means that you just have... You eat, sleep, and breathe one another. <laughs> you can't do anything outside of one another's company. That's all you do. That's all you know. I don't. I would never say I was a mesh. What I was... Because if you think about our relationship and how it all started, like, you made it very difficult for me to first and foremost to even get with you. Did. Like, you took me through the ringers, and I'm like, all right, but this girl is somebody I really want to pursue. You know, I, I was feeling, I'm like, I, I just want her to be my girl. I want her to be my woman. I said, all right, I'm going to go after <laughs> her, right? And so, listen, she made it very difficult. Then we finally got together. I wouldn't see, like, because the way times were set up, like, I couldn't just get to her anytime I wanted to. Yeah, we didn't have that. We didn't have that freedom. Freedom. One, I didn't have a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Two, technology wasn't what it was today. I yeah. couldn't FaceTime her. Yeah. It was like you pick up the house phone and you flip that flip phone if you had one. <laughs> or that Nokia 2351 <laughs> that you play Snake on. Right? That's how I was able to get in touch with her. And I talked. We talked every day. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to go kick it with my homeboys. Yeah. I did not spend all my time with her. And I can only see her once a week. I mean, yeah, once a week on the weekends. Yeah. So I saw her four times out the month. Mm -hmm. So I don't say, I never say we were a mesh. We were building a relationship. I didn't have the access to get to her the way some people can do it today. Yeah, I think, I think okay, when you, when you put it, when you lay it out like that, then it's like, okay, no, we weren't necessarily a mesh. But we did take the time to you know, learn one another. I mean, and I think that even still being together for all this time there, you never stop learning your partner. I think that that helps to establish that healthy relationship. Um, but compared to, there was no technology. Like you said, we had the Nokia, what was it? 23? 51 or something 51. like that. Whatever we, the version listen, was. Listen, we didn't even have cell phones back then. We had a house phone. You had to wait till your mama got off. If your mama needs to use the phone, then she would hop on the phone and be like, um, let me get, I need to use the phone. You need to get off the phone. You know, and so it was, there were limitations to our building. And we also went to separate schools and lived like in completely different areas of town. Um, but but the autonomy was there, right? The autonomy because was there for sure. I want to focus on the autonomy because even when we got together, after we had our daughter, mm -hmm. right? Like we went to separate high schools. So I would be going to my high school and and, and, and even when we started to live, because we had to live with each other. We ended up living with each other when I believe I turned 18. Yeah. And so we live with each other, but even in living with each other, we was like, look, I don't need you all in my space and I don't want to be all in your space. We see each other. We would go to separate high schools, come back home together, take care of our daughter. But even in that, I went to do what I wanted to do with my homeboys and she hung out with her homegirls. This was so cool about it. You know how you can spend all your time together and all y'all can talk about is all y'all can talk about. 
<laughs> right? You have no other outside conversations about, guess what happened to me today? I was talking to so-and-so or I was talking to this person. And then we can come back and talk about what everybody else was talking about. Mm-hmm. We were able to create that. I'll be like, man, I was over here with so-and-so. Guess what homeboy said? Or guess what homegirl said? Like, we can bring other conversations into ours. But when you don't never, ever separate, <laughs> what can your conversation be about? Like, have just the... gazing into each other's eyes. eyes. And it's like, oh, you just... I just love the way you're missing the eyelash. Uh, I just think I'll let you know. Like, right? It's like, how much can you talk to the same person all day, throughout the day, every day of the week, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's very, very important to have those, set those boundaries where you're like, you know what? I'm going to go hang out over here. Mm -hmm. You can hang out over here. That doesn't mean nobody's doing anything. Right. You know, it's not that I'm out here trying to creep or nothing like that. It's like, but I can't spend every waking moment with you. Yeah. And even now, I mean, we've been married for 13 years and literally throughout this whole quarantine and being home with each other, like we still were able to set, we have enough time where we spend together and then we have time where it's like, go ahead and do your thing. You going to the barbershop, I'm going to get do this. I'm, you know, like I'm in my room watching TV, you're in the office or you're upstairs. And so it's like, even though we're, we reside in the same space we're not up under each other and when it's time to you know have pillow talk or you know like where we have moments of intimacy and not just sex then we you know we value those moments and we can come back and like you said we could talk about like oh well I was at the nail shop this lady said this and oh what she did or you know or whatever until it's like it keeps us communicating and because a lot of times when we do spend an over uh, like an, a super amount of time together, then we find ourselves arguing about the tiniest thing. Like, oh, really? Did you just do that? Did you just look like that? Did you? And it's like, we, we need a little bit of time apart. And so that kind of brings me to something that I've noticed trending, um, especially on social media. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Since we're talking about autonomy, balance, space, trust, all of that. What do you think about couples... And now let me just put this disclaimer out here. We ain't coming for nobody in particular. This is just our observation. Couples who share like social media pages. Boom, right? I've been thinking about this myself. And I'll be like, man, look at the... So like she said, we ain't coming for nobody's head. Whatever you do, whatever works for you, works for you. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that's wondering. Man, why do this dude share a Facebook with his girl? Or, you know, vice versa. Whose birthday is it really? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's really popping with the with the whole Facebook thing? Right. Who has control of posts? Yeah, who has control of posts? Like, and again, I, we ain't coming for nobody, but this this is my podcast, right? We so just wonder. We just wonder. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, man, is this, is this some insecurities going on there? Mm -hmm. Did somebody cheat once before that? Like, well, you can't have no social media unless I'm on it. Like, mm -hmm. what is it? Like, what is the point of sharing social media with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, significant other, whoever you with, right? Mm -hmm. What's the point of that? And that's something that I've always wondered because I feel like that's not healthy. And, and, unless unless y'all said this is what we want. We want to just share a social media page and we just want people to know that we're together. Listen, we know. <laughs> we know you together. Like, like I, I'm curious. What does the Facebook Instagram, I don't know if you can do it on Instagram. I've never seen it on Instagram, but I have I seen it on Facebook. What does that do? What does that represent? I don't know. I mean, it does make me think like, 
I mean, some people do feel like social media is toxic and social media is not always the best and it could be very damaging for relationships, which that's all true. But I think that just being in the world, I mean, you, you, we go to work separately. We go to, you know, we don't always do everything together. And so I think that it's something with, I think that there's a, a trust issue Fact. I was about to say that. Somewhere around the lines where it's like, either we don't trust each other or one person doesn't trust the other. And so it's like the best thing for us to do, the best compromise. Maybe it's a compromise. Bump that. If we're going to, if we're going to listen, if we're going to have social media, we're going to have it. We should start one together. Never. Yeah. I've never shared social media with you. (laughs) Not ever. Like my thing is if you can't trust me, to have my own social media site, then you don't need to be with me. Point blank, period. Well, of course, you always go to that. But, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you having trust issues and you got to monitor what it is that I do, then you don't need to be with that person. Okay, let's even take it another step further. Because I know people who, even if they, okay, so they have separate social medias, but as your wife or as your girlfriend, when I worked at, at the high school, this was like a thing. And I did not understand it for nothing. Okay, you have your own social media, but I got to have your passwords. I have to be able to have access Never. to your social media, your Snapchat, your, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Listen, I'm, I'm going to put this out here. And this is me. I don't, I don't know what nobody else do, but this is me. If I got to give my significant other all my passwords and account information, all that, <laughs> we don't need to be together. Why do you need to have all that information? Is that healthy? If you if you trust me, if you trust me enough to be with me, then trust me enough to know I can manage my own accounts without you creeping through them. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel, and that's where communication comes in. Or random phone checks, like Corey, give me a phone. <laughs> like, what do you want to check my? Like this, this is the stuff I don't understand. Like because there's some type of paranoia there. Yeah. Right. Of uh, uh, something. Insecurity. It's insecurity is something there. It's like, listen, that's why I believe communication is so important. Because if you're if you feel that way, have that conversation. And if you can't resolve it, me personally, I'm out. That's just how I move. I don't care how anybody else moves. I'm saying how I move. I don't feel like my wife needs to have access to my social media accounts, do random phone checks. Because if I'm not giving her anything to be paranoid about, then why do you need to check? Now, if a person have their own internal insecurities, sometimes they can dump it out on you. Yes. Now they need to get that figured out. You're not gonna put on me. What's going on with you? Well, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, to me, that it's a deeper issue than just, you know, <clears throat> it has to be something beyond just, I, I, I want to know what you're posting or what, you know, whatever's coming in. Like, that is something that's deeper. And before just deciding, like, okay, well, we're just not going to be together. Like, let's have a conversation. Communication is the number one Thing listed in having a healthy relationship. And so if we can't effectively communicate with each other, if I can't come to you and say, you know, well, the reason why I feel like we should have a Facebook or Twitter or whatever together is because, and then I can give you my, my key points and my insecurities of why. And then you can make a decision to say like, either we need to, get in you need to get in counseling or we need to figure out how to resolve those insecurities because us having a, a joint 
social media account or you having access to my passwords and all that stuff is not going to make your insecurities go away. Like we're just further, uh, perpetuating your insecurity by me feeding into it instead of actually getting you the help that you need to overcome that. And I think that there's probably some sort of insecurity or some sort of situation, past event, whether it's in this relationship or a past relationship that happened that caused me to be this insecure to where it's like I have to have access to your social media accounts. Listen, we've never had a joint social media account, nor have we ever, I mean, I think we have each other's information, but not for those reasons. It's like, oh, you know, like we're doing something together and we just have each other's whatever, but it's not like I just go in and log in as Corey just to see. Like if there's something that for a reason that I don't trust him, then it's like, I'm going to go to him and be like, listen, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I feel. This is what I came across. This looks sketchy. Da, 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 da. We're going to have that conversation. And then, you know, it's like, I don't have nothing to hide. You don't have nothing to hide. And we've had those conversations. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's been women reach out to me. There's been women hit my inbox, whatever, won't, won't. And I'll tell her, look, this is what's popping. And some stuff I haven't said anything about because I'm like, it's not even on that level for me. Right. You know, a lot, I do, I do business. Yeah. You know, and a lot of women reach out to me. They want to work with me. And then on the other end, women be like, you know, they trying to shoot their shot. Me, I'm not catching shots. I'm married. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like having that conversation and letting your significant, whether it be, you know, male to female, female to male, whatever, male to male, right. female to female, whatever, whatever it is you do. Right. What I would say is, have that line of communication open. That way, she don't feel or he don't feel insecure. Because it goes both ways. Oh, yeah. Right? It can be guys. It's like, I don't want you talking to him, this and that and the other. Which brings me back to this comment, too. Or this thought process. Can you have friends of the opposite sex? We talked about that once before. Yeah. And I feel like you should be able to do that as well. If you can't do that. And I've heard a lot of people say, if you can't even have friends of the opposite sex without it being an issue, then maybe you don't need to be in a relationship. Well, and I think that <clears throat> with anything, listen, this little top five list is is on point because, as, listen, boundaries, trust, and respect, and communication. So as long as your friend of the opposite sex respects me as your spouse, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever, as long as there's open communication about this relationship compared to that relationship and as long as there's boundaries then there's no problem but i think that a lot of times and this goes back to people's insecurities and people's past stuff that they bring to these new relationships it's like okay well if it starts to feel like questionable then and then if i come to you and it's like you blow me off or you you know whatever i so i think that all of those things play an important role in whether or not the opposite sex, you know, having a friend of the opposite sex or whatever. And it has to be on both ends because I see a lot of dudes who be like, you know, they can have friends of the opposite sex, but as soon as they girl got a homeboy, then it's like, oh no, who is that? Uh, uh, yeah, see, uh. I'm not with the double standard and the double standard, it, it really does exist. I'm not with Absolutely. the double standard at all. If I can do it, I feel like you should be able to do it. And we should be able to trust another, one another enough to know that's your friend. 
That's the extent of it. Boom. Mm-hmm. It look. I'm gonna tell. And this is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something on this. Travel the road of discipline. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Discipline yourself to be able to remain faithful. To work out. To start whatever it is you're gonna do. Just put that in your forefront. Travel the road to um, discipline. Right. So all these things can work because there's no need to have to have all the count passwords. There's no need to have to share social media pages unless you want to. And that's something that y'all decide to do together. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that share Facebook pages with their girls and, and, and females that share with their guys. And, and I'm confused. I'm like, man, is it your birthday? It's her birthday. <laughs> you know, uh, who can, who am I congratulating? Who got the, who, who got their degree? Is it you? Or that? It's just, you know, I don't know. And so it's hard to interact with a person too when it's like that. I personally wouldn't do it. Because I know that I do social media for other reasons. It's business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, if you're not trying to run a business stuff like that, you can probably get away with it. But I'm running a business. I do a lot of different things, and I want to make sure my social media account is not tied to me and my girl. And and, and I'm like, I'm trying to handle business. And it's like, okay, well, who, who do I respond to? Well, I don't. I don't even think. I mean. And this goes back to my point of people feeling like social media is toxic and it's damaging to relationships. I think that even if you're not doing business, like even before you started doing business, we've always had opposite. We've always had individual pages. Yeah, true, true. Since Facebook became Facebook. But I think that because of the way that social media is, because we, you know, have to post our lives or, or, you know, what we want people to see or, you know, whatever, that it's like a certain, it's a certain standard that has to be, you know, posted. And so I think that for, for those people who have those joint pages, maybe they sit down weekly and have, you know, like a, it's maybe like on, on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, you post on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I post and then on the weekend we post together. I don't know. But they schedule their posts. <laughs> no, maybe maybe that's true. But my thing is, I don't feel like it's necessary to do that. If that's something that you said, this is what we want to do in our relationship, then we're going to do it. You know, um, I know even people in the church world, they do it a lot. Right? They post and share accounts with each other a lot because it's a safety thing for them. Right. Well, I personally, that's listen, a whole nother conversation. that's a whole nother conversation. I got another thing to talk about, which we'll get into later on, not on this podcast, but I just feel like find that boundary. Yeah. Make sure your relationship is healthy. If you got to do all this checking and all this worrying and all this tiptoeing, it's like, maybe you don't need to be in a relationship. Okay. Oh, wait, go ahead. Finish your thought. And, and, and maybe <clears throat> if the person is giving you a reason to feel that way, then they don't need to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think everybody needs to separate until they figure out what it is they want to do and be be solid about what it is you want to do. You cannot be in a relationship that you cannot trust. Point blank, period. I don't care how long y'all been together, how much y'all love each other, because I'm going to tell you right now, trust trumps love any day. Yeah, for sure. Point blank. I know people say love wins. Love always wins. Now, if you can't trust a person, love ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm. So that's my thoughts. That's my... You know, my mindset behind it, to answer your question, that's how I feel about it. Okay, so it's important. I I definitely agree that it's important to have your autonomy, to be you, to be an individual within your relationship, as long as there's respect, trust, you know, boundaries, communication, all that. But so since we're on the topic of relationships, real quick, especially because, you know, like, like I said, social media creates 
a certain level of like, I don't know. It's like you have a certain cal, like you have to portray and put yourself out there on social media in a certain way. Some people care, some people don't. Let's talk quickly about people in new relationships, posting their new relationships, you know, like this is my new boo. Uh, don't get me started on that because you know I'm coming. Uh, this is my, you know. All right, look, so this is what I think you're saying. What, what, what we've realized and what we've noticed, you know, because we, we, we out here, we're on social media, right? I don't know, I'm on social media all the time, taking care of business. But I do notice a lot of, and I never see it on the fellas' end. I'm really trying to think. Okay, go ahead. I never see it on the fellas' end. But what's up with these relationships? You know, you 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 watch it. You watch your friend. They in a relationship. Then they come out of a relationship. Then they talk about that relationship. The next thing you know, two weeks later, they blasting a new dude on social <laughs> media. Oh, this is my man. And this is my boo. And I, I I've been you know whatever whatever. And and, and and that's just regular people. Then when you tap into the church people, because oh, I got to no. get into the church folks, right? The church people were the ones that really get to me when it comes to this because I've seen so many women be like, this is my man of God. God sent me this man and this is my Boaz and A, B, C, and D. <laughs> and then they start posting this dude, right? Because this is who God sent them. And then next thing you know, they don't post my man no more. <laughs> you don't see him no more. They ain't talking about this day man of God. Because let, let me give you some free game. Where's Waldo? Yeah, where's Waldo, right? <laughs> We're really looking for Waldo, my man with the red and white striped shirt. <laughs> Let me give you some game. Like, I know, it, it, I got to talk about the church because I'm actually also closely associated with the church. I've been there. I know how this works. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it happen too many times over. When you get these women who be like, I need my man of God. I, I'm waiting on God to send me my man of God. And they got their list created. And they got their list created who they want. And then they find these guys. Mm -hmm. Right, but and this is the thing, ladies. You cannot turn a unchurched boy or man into one of those things, mm -hmm. right? And then you be like, "I want him," and this is what God. And then you get him, and you're like, "God sent him to me." No, God ain't sent him to you. Listen, let me just say this, and I'm gonna say it. Uh oh. If you're feeling a little tingly, brace yourself. And you're guys. feeling a little, you know, warm, <laughs> and you just need to get you a man, then just say that. Quit saying God sent you whoever. You got a sexual need that you need to fulfill and satisfy. That's what it boils down to. Point blank period. We're going to keep it real on the podcast. Like with me and Mr. Jones. Check us out. All <laughs> I'm going to say is this. Stop prematurely posting these dudes when y'all first get them two or three weeks in. You want the world to see it. You will blast it. You will go live with it. And then after that, you don't see them no more. Yeah. Then you them? walk away. You feel embarrassed. You upset with God. You're like, well, and then you won't even talk on the situation no more. Like, I've seen it happen too many times. Over. I'm not picking on nobody. <laughs> but what I'm doing is trying to bring some awareness. What take, is this about? Take your time. What is it about? Why do you have to go and put this person on display when you ain't been rocking that long? And even if you have, wait till it's solidified. Because I hate when God is brought into it. When God brought me this man. Let me tell you right now. These dudes going to let you continue to go to your prayer meetings. <laughs> They're going to continue to let you, you know, have your fasting moments and all that because they're in it for something. Not all of them. And some of these church girls really don't want a church dude. They want these gully gullies. Mm. If I can just be honest, y'all really don't want these church dudes like that. Y'all really want some dudes that's out here. I want that, a soldier. Yeah, I want a soldier. What that destiny <laughs> child? I want a soldier, right? It's nothing wrong with that. Quit allowing the church and the word to shape who it is you want to be with. 
Because some of the stuff, some of the criteria that the church have for some of these men, they ain't going to get them so you'll be lonely forever. Well, I think that men are a hot commodity in the church. One, because... It's a lack of them. <laughs> well, there you go. So if there's one in there and he's single and he's ready to mingle and it's like, listen, that's my bow ass. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> because I've been waiting on, I've been waiting on you. Um, but a lot of times there's not men in the church. So... They have to go elsewhere. But I think that what I was saying originally when I brought this up is that like you want, there's a certain level of clout or, you know, that you're trying to put out to the world that like, yeah, I know that I broke up with homeboy or that me and him ain't together, but I'm back. I, you know, like my revenge body is on point. The booty sitting high, you know, like whatever. And then it's like, so you have to put yourself back out there. Like, I'm not just down in the dumps. Y'all might have seen me, you know, go down in the dumps <clears throat> for a minute after my last relationship, but I'm back. Here, here's my new boo. I'm happy. I'm confident. You know, and then... Boom, he's disappeared. <laughs> listen, th- listen, there's nothing wrong with flaunting what it is you have. You, because you are coming out of a place where your self-esteem may be low. May have been, you know, low. You are coming out of a place where you were hurt. And you're like, I want to bounce back and I want to portray that I'm happy. But guess what? Y'all take your time to heal, sweetheart. Yes. You don't have to rush into the next thing to show everybody else that you're doing okay. And we do that. We'll rush the process. We'll rush out of being hurt. We'll rush out of uh, not, you know, knowing what our self-esteem being low. We'll rush out of that to jump into the next best thing. And this goes for church women, church men. If you're not in the church. Yeah, anybody. Anybody. Quit being so quick to post these people because y'all, I'm telling you, I don't say nothing to nobody about their relationships unless they ask me. I know something about relationships because I've been in mine for 20 years and I've been married to the same woman for 13 years with no outside kids. Both of my kids come from this woman right here. We've been together since high school. Yeah. So I know a thing or two about relationships and I'm not going to give you any false information. I'm going to really help you. Try to get on your feet so you can survive. I mean, I help people keep their marriages together and I help people keep their relationships together. Yeah, we've counseled, we've counseled several, several couples. But what I'm saying is stop rushing to post these people on your social media pages. And then when they disappear, you feel some type of way. You're embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, take your time. You ain't got to put everything. Nobody, listen, <laughs> I don't always post my wife on social media. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are like, does he even have a woman? Is he married or whatever like that? That's for me to know. I'm not out here trying to attract nobody else. You better post me, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's been times <laughs> where I have posted my wife. And people know, but I don't feel like I got to flood my social media with my wife. Yeah. And some people do that to overcompensate because there's something that's missing there. Absolutely. Ain't nothing missing in my house. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We're I, solid. Yeah, I don't have to overcompensate by posting my woman all the time and saying how much I love her and this and that. Because you can do that and treat her like trash on the back end. Come on. You can do that and treat your man like trash on the back end. So it's about what you got going on inside your house. Because social media ain't the devil and ain't nothing wrong (laughs) with social media. Social media can't become nothing unless the person behind social media control it to be that. Well, and I think that some people try to create things that don't necessarily exist. And they use social media as a way to do that. Like I know people who will... You know, it's like sometimes when you know the truth behind the story and then you see them posted, you'd be like, well, hold on. Well, I thought it was like this, that, or the third, you know, but okay, that's what they putting out to the world to believe. 
And I think that that's where social media can become, you know, deceptive and toxic is because it's like, girl, in real life, you don't really got it going on like that. But I see you posting like, you know, like you really, you, you playing house with this man <clears throat> or, you know, you got him looking like he playing this role or you got her looking like she playing this role, but really in real life, that ain't what it's, that's not what it is. And so I think that, you know, it, it's a way to boost our own ego, boost our own, you know, like we'll do anything for clout. We'll do anything for likes, for, you know, views, whatever. Um, but I think that definitely it does more damage to your reputation and people will be looking at you sideways like, okay, this is the third dude this year you didn't post it on your social media, but okay, you know, like you, you working on finding your man. Like there is a certain level of dating that you have to do, but also protect yourself, protect your energy, protect, you know, what you have going on and don't just try to post stuff just because you want to look the par, you want to look like you're in a, in a better situation than what you really are. I think that those are the dangers of social media and all the posting and feeling like you gotta be in the limelight. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. And this is what we're going to say. Cause we're going to tap out of here. Find the balance, you know, have the autonomy in your relationship. No one should be overbearing. No one should be berated or any of those things because of somebody else's insecurity. And just really get to know each other in private first and make sure your relationship is solid and in a good, a real good place so that then when you do post, it's like, he for he my husband for real, y'all, or he my fiance for real, we about to get married and we solid and we good. And so that, you know, it's not, the embarrassment is not attached to it. It's like, don't try to prematurely do stuff just to look like you doing stuff. What do you, what have you been saying the last few days? It's, <clears throat> it's hard to see. Oh, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, right? You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So step back and then take heed to what people are telling you. Everybody's talking to you. They ain't talking to you because they want you to, to win. They try to be nosy, right? Mm. So get with people that's really going to help you grow. That's going to add value to your life, value to your relationship and all that. When we get on here to do this, we ain't bashing nobody. What we're doing is we're bringing awareness. Mm -hmm. Because this is stuff that people think about, but nobody's going to speak up and say it, so we will. Yeah. And listen, Life With Me and Mr. Jones podcast, rock with us. We're going to bring some stuff to you. You know what I'm saying? My wife is a licensed therapist. She counsels people. A licensed therapist. With the paper. I paid help. I helped pay, get the degree. Help sure pay did. for it. Sure did. Sure did. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm a professional speaker. I'm an author. You know, life coach. I'm a life coach. We do these things. We're out here helping people in our community. We helping our listeners. We helping our viewers. Mm -hmm. So y'all look, tap in with us, find that balance, get your autonomy, make sure you're communicating, make sure you're respecting each other in the relationship. If you got to have all these passcodes and all these passwords and all this <laughs> stuff, you may need to reconsider that relationship or have a conversation about that relationship and see where y'all can come and close those gaps yeah. because it makes no sense to be just berating somebody because you don't trust them. If you don't trust them, that's not them. That's on you. Mm -hmm. And if they've done something to you to cause you not to trust them, then that's on both of y'all. Figure that situation out. So this is your boy, CJ, and my co-host. Mrs. Jones. And we logging out, y'all. Listen, we love y'all. Check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. 
We out there. Go ahead and like, subscribe, follow us. We're going to keep bringing this heat. We love y'all. Till next time, let's go. Bye. Execution over attentions all 2021.